Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the joy of being in church. Thank you, Lord, for the message to be reminded once again that we are forgiven. Thank you, Lord, for the great price you paid for our salvation on the cross. We are so undeserving of salvation. You were so undeserving of the treatment you received on our behalf. I pray that you'd bless the preaching of your word tonight. I pray, Lord, that you would fill me with your spirit, a hunger I desire to accomplish your will. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I preach tonight this message with a very burdened heart for our nation, specifically for uh, the young people of our state and uh, our nation. I'm preaching tonight on this subject, it is time to prove God. It is time to prove God. Throughout the word of God you find there were times that the people of God would become enamored with the people and behavior of the world, those that did not know God or those that had rejected God. The people of God would wonder and they would stray from their fellowship with God, their provider, their creator, their redeemer, and God would call them back to him. Sometimes God's call through the prophet was a tender and loving call. Sometimes it was with a warning uh, that he would call. Sometimes it was with an announcement of judgment that God would declare that you're going to know that I am the Lord, and when I'm finished, you're going to know that I am the only God. Throughout the word of God, we find that call of God for us to come to him. I preach this morning on the subject, come and see. If you spent time with Christ, without a doubt, if you could walk in his presence and in his power, you would receive him not only as Savior, but desire to be a servant. Throughout the word of God, we are invited to come to him. We're told to try him. We're told to prove him. We are told to reason with him. And there are times it is, is, it is as if he is saying, now that what you're doing isn't working out the way it was advertised, come back to me and I'll show you what's right. I'll show you truth and I'll show you joy and gladness. I want to repeat that because I want you to hear. I want everybody's attention. I want to make that statement again. When God invited folks to come and try him or to prove him, it was as if he was saying, now that what you're doing or trying isn't working out the way it's been advertised, if you'll come back to me, I'll show you what's right, I'll show you truth, and furthermore, I'll show you where joy and gladness is. I'll give you a few examples. The prophet Malachi told the people, he said, you have robbed God. And they rebelled against that very statement and they said, how have we robbed God? I read to you Malachi chapter 3 beginning in verse number 8. Will a man rob God? Yea, you have robbed me. But you say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. You're cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me. <clears throat> Even this whole nation. Bring you all the tithes into the storehouse, there, there, that there may be meat in mine house. Now listen to the words. 
and prove me now herewith, say the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. He said, you've been trying to make more by keeping what's mine. And you've ended up with less. And now that what you're doing isn't working, if you'll come back and prove me, I'll show you. If you'll be faithful in your tithes and offerings, I'll open the windows of heaven and I'll pour you out a blessing. There'll not be room to receive it. In the New Testament, the letter from John to the third generation after Christ, he writes these words. 1 John chapter 4, verse number 1. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. And so God is saying, not everyone that claims to be telling the truth is telling the truth. Not every spirit is the spirit of God. And it's okay if you put me on trial because all you'll find is truth. All you'll find is right. I'm not deceiving you. I'm not misleading you. I am telling you the truth. But not every person that claims to be the Spirit is the Spirit of God. The Lord Jesus in his own preaching contrasted what the world had to offer and what he had to give. And in the book of John, in chapter uh, number 14, he compares peace that he gives and peace that the world gives. And he makes a comparison. He makes a contrast. He tells us that the world's peace is faulty and that his peace is perfect. The words of the Lord Jesus are this, John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. The world cannot give a peace that will take away fear, but Jesus can. There are many examples of what I'm preaching tonight. Elijah challenged the prophets of Baal in 1 Kings 17. He said, let's just put your God and my God to a test. Let's just put the bullocks on the altar and let's see who can get a response from their God. And of course, the prophets of Baal prayed and nothing happened, nothing ever has or nothing ever will happen when you pray to a false god. And, and uh, Elijah, of course, when he began to pray, there was a fire that fell from heaven. It consumed the sacrifice. It burnt the altar and licked up the precious water that was around the altar. It was a time to prove God. I want you to take your Bibles and go with me to the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel. Just before the book of, uh, of Daniel is a book of Ezekiel. Now, in the book of Ezekiel, you'll find the phrase again and again, you shall know that I am the Lord. And uh, the prophet here is announcing judgment because they've turned their backs on God, and he said, I'm going to show you that I'm God. I'm going to show you that I'm the only God. I'm going to show you that the false gods and idols are useless imaginations. Notice what he says in Ezekiel chapter 6 and in verse number 6. In all your dwelling places the cities shall be laid waste, and the high places shall be desolate, that your altars may be laid waste and made desolate, and your idols may be broken and cease, and your images may be cut down, and your works may be abolished, and the slain shall fall in the midst of you, notice this phrase, 
and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Drop down to verse number 9 of the same chapter, Ezekiel chapter 6, and go down to verse number 9. And they that escape of you shall remember me among the nations, whether they shall be carried captives, because I am broken with their whorish heart. Now what's he talking about, a whorish heart? He's talking about a heart that says it loves God on Sunday and acts like it loves the devil on Monday. That's what he's talking about. Uh, holding hands with the world through the week and flirting with God on Sunday. I was talking to a man a while ago, talking to him about the importance of coming to church. I said, you need to quit flirting with God and start going steady with him. You're going to mess around and get in trouble flirting with God. You don't need a little bit of God. God needs all of you, and you need everything you can get from him. Notice verse number 9, which have departed from me and with their eyes, which go a whoring after their idols. Notice that there, which have departed from me and with their eyes. There's never been a generation that's departed from God with their eyes like this generation. Never has there been the opportunity and temptation for a young mind to be damaged, to be damaged like there is today with the internet and all that can be damaged. Are you listening to me? He didn't preserve this by accident. He didn't have anything else to write. He preserved this for our generation. And then he says, And they shall loathe themselves for the evils which they have committed in all their abominations. Here it is again. And they shall know that I am the Lord. That I have not said in vain that I would do this evil unto them. He continues, verse number 12, He that is afar off shall die of the pestilence. Verse 13, Then shall you know that I am the Lord. Go back with me to our text book of Isaiah. We read Isaiah chapter 6 where he says, Come now, let us reason together. Verse number, I'm sorry, chapter 1, verse 18 let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Go to chapter 45. Chapter 45 and verse number 5. Chapter 45, verse number 5 of Isaiah. I am the Lord and there is none else. I hear folks say, well, we need to be inclusive. Well, I am. I include every God that's a real God. What about other beliefs? They believe in idols. There's no such thing as another God. Our creator God created the heaven and earth and everything in it, and he, just did, he didn't just create it, he made it for himself. I am the Lord and there is none else. There is no God beside me. I girded thee, though thou hast not known me, that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me. I am the Lord and there is none else. Go to, go to verse number 21, same chapter. Tell ye and bring them near, yea, let them take counsel together. Who hath declared this from ancient time? Who hath told it from that time? Have not I the Lord? And there is no God else beside me, a just God and a Savior. There is none beside me. Now I want to say tonight, it's time in America that we do a little proving that we put some things to a test, that we put some things uh, on trial. It's time to come and see and prove God that he is God, he is the sovereign God, he is the creator of the world, and he is the coming Savior and King. It is time that we bring some of the things that have challenged God and challenged his word in for a testing 
and for approving and see that they have been nothing but a farce, a deception, and a lie. Let's begin with education. When education kicked God out of the educational system, they weren't trying to be purely education only, though that's what they said. They said, we need to not teach about God. We need to stick to math and English and the sciences and the history and the social studies. And they're everything but that today. In the 60s, they, in the Abington versus Shemp, they kicked the Bible and prayer out of public schools, made it an illegal act to pray in school, to read the Bible in school. Now, I was in school in the 70s in public school, and my teachers were still reading the Bible in school and still doing everything they'd been done. Of course, we were a tad behind in the mountains. The Depression was over 40 years before we found out about it. And in our nation, we've gone from pledging allegiance to the flag of the United States every day, reading the Bible, saying yes, sir, and no, sir, yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, wearing decent clothes, raising boys to be men and girls to be ladies. You say, yeah, but preacher, that's the old days. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm saying let's put a few things on trial and see how the new system's working out today. Now let, let's put God on trial and see how the old system, by the way, our Christian school, and there are many like ours across America, we have the same handbook, we have the same behaviors, we still pledge to the flag, we still read from the Bible. I'm not promoting our school, I'm promoting what is right and saying what has worked, will work, and we need to put a few things on trial tonight. Kicking prayer out and the Bible out and the pledge out. They tell them, well, if you, don't, if you don't want to pledge, you don't have to. The commandments out. Respect and decency for others out. We now have to have guards in our schools. We now have shootings in our schools. We have teachers teaching perversion. We've had to pass laws across the United States. Kentucky passed laws. Florida passed laws to protect kindergarten children and others from what the teachers desire to teach them. In a report 10 days ago, 135 teachers and teachers' aides have been arrested so far this year on child sex-related crimes in the United States, ranging from child pornography to actually committing immorality with a child. An analysis conducted by Fox News Digital looked at the local news stories week by week featuring arrest of teachers and teachers' aides on child sex-related crimes in school districts across the country. Arrests that were not publicized were not counted in the analysis, meaning the true number could be higher. The analysis found that 135 teachers our teachers' aides have been arrested in 41 states. That's not the school year. That's a calendar year, January 1st to May 13. It works out to an arrest today on average of a teacher molesting a child at school. We got Black Lives Matters running around saying we need to defund the police. 
Now, now you don't have to tell me we have good teachers. We have some good teachers. We, we, we've, we got teachers sitting right here tonight. Godly people. Love God people. They know American history kind of people. But I want to tell you something. This system needs to be put on trial tonight. You need to put God on trial right beside it. And put the instruction that God gives in the Bible how to rear a child in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. I've heard this thing. Well, what about child's rights? My answer has always been Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 1. It's a child rights chapter in the Bible. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. I'm not trying to be smart tonight. I'm just saying we don't need to go through life being dumb. We, we, we need to do something. We can't sacrifice a generation of children on the altar of stupidity and the altar of trials when we know what works. We know what is right. We know what works in America and what works ought to be brought back in our country again. America ought to come back to God and see that they've been sold a bill of goods that are rotten. And our schools need to get back to the foundation of this country which is the word of God. Need to prove God in his ways. And I'm not saying these names to be smart. I'm, not, I'm just saying it's a sad day when people like Nancy Pelosi hold a place of leadership in our nation and her work and effort is given to do things like remove under God. The word and the phrase, one nation under God and given herself for the filthy, wicked things that are against God and Chuck Sumer and Cortez and all the rest of them. Cortez put out a video Friday criticizing fundamental Christians for believing that life begins at conception. That's the kind of people that are in Congress. They, along with President Biden, are out to ruin. What they're doing is ruining our nation. God has always kept his word. What God said in Deuteronomy chapter 11, God does tonight. It hasn't changed. Every blessing promised in Deuteronomy 11 is still a blessing. And every cursing given in Deuteronomy chapter 11 is still a cursing. You can put God on trial tonight. You can check and see where a family is working to rear their children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord and keep them from the influences of the world. And you'll find a different child than those that have turned their children loose uh, to hear and learn anything and everything that's going on in the world. You'll find a great difference in folks I I want to tell you again tonight, our children were not given to the state, not given to the government. They've been given to mom and dad, and it's our responsibility to rear our children. Now, friend, you put any fact, you put it on trial. You, you read this Bible right here, uh, Genesis 3.15, Micah chapter 2. Uh, the Bible prophesied that the Messiah, that Christ would be born of a, of a woman and be born of a virgin. And it happened exactly as God said it would happen. As the prophet uh, Isaiah said he would be born uh, in Bethlehem. And as uh, the book of Genesis 49 says that Christ would come from the tribe of Judah. And Jeremiah prophesied 
prophesied a massacre of children at the time of Christ's birthplace and Christ's betrayal money would be used to buy a potter's field. Zechariah talked about it in chapter 11. The Bible is not only right for what's happened in the past. The prophecy of the word of God is right for what's going to happen in the future. Put God on trial tonight and then bring up some of these professors and put them on trial that's trying to tell us there is no God and man evolved from a lower animal life and all of the foolishness that's being taught today. You'll find that they're faulty. You'll find that they're a farce and you'll find that God is true, that God is true, that God is true and every man be a liar. One of the most amazing things to me, I think it was the first study of prophecy I did seriously in, 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 in my own life as a teenager in high school. I studied the prophecy of the book of Daniel. And it was amazing to me how Daniel prophesied of the Babylonian Empire. But that it would be taken over by the Medo-Persian Empire. And that would fall swiftly to the Grecian Empire. And it would be a swift takeover. That, my friend, was Alexander the Great. And that uh, then it would be taken over by the Roman Empire and then uh, the divided kingdom of the Roman Empire. And it was amazing to me that those words were written not 46 billion years ago, but a few hundred years ago with a date and a time as Daniel prophesied and it happened just as God said it would. And yet tonight they're teaching from books that are filthy and rotten that they're trying to destroy the minds of children. I say tonight let's bring God and put him back on trial and see that God is true and God is right. By the way, I want to say this. I'm a little weary of this crowd uh, being critical of those that go to a Christian school or a Bible college saying that's no education alone. You hear me well? You can quote me on this. There's more education in the kindergarten class that teaches God is a creator than there is in the whole university of Dr. Know-it-all that denies the existence of God. I'd rather go to a place that begins with God as a creator and God made man and God made man a free moral agent. God made man uh, to be more unclean. He made him either a female uh, or a male and God brought them together. He said it's not good that man should be alone and he made him and helped me and together they came and God from that formed the family and that's been the building block of our society and any other society that's been built on anything other than that has a faulty foundation and has crumbled or is crumbling tonight. We've tried urban renewal in America and it failed. We don't need urban renewal. We need an urban revival. We talk about modern science and its faults. I'd be ashamed to stand up and say, well, we've studied the science. We still can't figure out the difference in a male and a female, but now listen to us. We've studied the science. How ridiculous. I'd rather watch Daffy Duck and Bugs Bunny on Saturday morning. I got more faith in Dr. Seuss than I have in that kind of a science. We tried the New Deal and it created nothing but a growing generation of dependence on government programs and handouts. And they use nothing but try to garner the votes of those that they have created to be dependent on them. Taking money from those that will work, giving it to those that are lazy. We tried just say no to drugs and we still have a major problem with drugs. What we need to do is get back to say no to alcohol and say no to the uh, honky tonks on Saturday night and say yes to Jesus on Sunday morning and yes to Jesus at Sunday school time and yes to Jesus at Bible study time. 
the Green New Deal doesn't offer anything, any more hope than the UFOs do. You say, preacher, do you believe in UFOs? No, and I don't believe in the Green New Deal either. The promotion of alcohol and gambling and sports and all that goes with it. Why don't you just trot your product out here? Show us all the charactered men you've produced from your sports betting. How much heartache is there compared to those that live that kind of life and those that abstain from it? And I'm thankful we won a small victory against the expansion of gambling in Kentucky, and I'm thankful for that. That battle's never going to end until Jesus comes. And folks giving themselves to try to make it not just legal, but promote it as good and right, teaching children to gamble on sports. There are things to do in life. There's character to build. There's lives to build. It's better to, uh, to build a, a boy into a man than it is to try to mend a broken man. Uh, you can't build a life on taking a chance. You build a life on character and principles and working and providing and living within your means. That's the Bible way. And see what the suicide rate is among teens raised on rock music and rap music, music and immodesty and immorality compared to the suicide rate of those raised on the word of God and patriotism and faith. Let's see how many heartaches there are in the lives of teens and young people following the life of the wine-sipping internet movies and no rules or standards compared to those that are taught to abstain from alcohol and keep themselves chaste and clean and mind and body and pure and let God give you a helpmate. Let God give you a wife. Let God give you a husband. Find God's will for your life. Let's compare the church building and the soul winning of the liberal compromising Bible colleges so-called that teach the heresies of Calvinism and change their hymns to the contemporary styled music and make fun of the bus running King James Bible toting soul winners of Bible colleges like Commonwealth Baptist College. I'm not saying that to promote our, our college, but I'm saying that to promote soul winning and bus running in the King James Bible. That's what I am. Hey, if, 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 it, if it is still working, why change it? I'll tell you why I'll change it. It takes character to be a Christian. It takes the Spirit of God within a man uh, to live the Christian life. There's no easy way to success in life. Let's, tr let's prove what's best between the economic schemes of the liberals hatched and the theoretical ideas of professors and universities to the capitalism whose very principles are found in the Word of God. Let's go ask the folks in Venezuela if we're doing it right. We're headed that way. Let's ask the folks in Cuba, are we doing it right? Let's ask the folks in Vietnam and China. Gas now $4 and a half a gallon. Baby formula scarce. How are our cities doing that are run by the liberal anarchists? You say, I'm not interested in politics. I'm not talking about politics. I'm talking about Bible principles. 
I'm talking about character and decency and believing that God made us and God, uh, God didn't put Adam and the curse uh, of Adam wasn't to work. That was the purpose. That's what gave man a reason to live. He worked and he earned. He provided for his wife. He provided for his family. That's what gave him integrity. Integrity didn't come from a certificate that he got. Integrity came from the work that God gave him. That's how God made man. Don't you be ashamed to be a red-blooded American that loves the flag of the United States of America and still honors and respects the veteran who served our country. By the way, don't be ashamed to be white. Don't be ashamed to be black. Don't be ashamed to be Hispanic. Don't be ashamed to be Asian. Whatever God made you, be thankful that God made you and do the will of God for your life. This crowd that's critical of church. Well, we're working on on a racial tension. The church has done more to help racial tension than any government official ever thought about. Don't be ashamed to carry a Bible. Don't be ashamed to be faithful to the house of God. It's time we examine the outcome of education instead of the promotion of a better time education. If you would take the time to study just in the state of Kentucky, books that parents have objected to that have been placed in public libraries libraries that are aimed at perverting children's minds and teaching lies, you'd be angry. If you looked up the list, in fact, if you want it, I'll send it to you. Over the last three years, the Kentucky Department for, Department for Libraries and archives have tracked 42 incidents of materials that have been challenged in 19 public library systems around the state of Kentucky. For example, the book Beyond Magenta, Transgender Teens Speak Out, Oldham County Public Library. The complaint is about sex mostly, the book contains explicit language, violence, and graphic descriptions. I'm going to change a couple of words because of children that are here. Violence and graphic descriptions of immoral acts carried out by children. They objected saying any reading material that promotes the sexual encounters of or with a six-year-old or a child has no place in a taxpayer-funded library but it is still in the Oldham County Library tonight. Every book on this list, though there was objection by parents and, and, and decent-minded people, they are all, they were rejected, their complaint was rejected, and they're still in the Kentucky libraries. You ought to know what your children are being taught at school. You have a right to know. By the way, many schools are disregarding the 14th Amendment, which is a parental rights amendment, a birth amendment, parental rights amendment. And they're teaching things to children that we would cl have classified as criminal only a few years ago. And in my opinion, and according to the KRS laws, they're still 
God says, here's what I want you to do. I want you to come and let's prove it. Elijah said, all right, you prophets of Baal, pray. And then I'll pray. We ought to be thankful tonight. And by the way, young people that have the opportunity to go to a Christian school, you ought to be thankful for it. My heart breaks for children. They don't have an opportunity. They don't have the option to attend a Christian school or a private school. They don't have that option. And it's sad. You know what they say to me? Well, you don't need to be shoving religion down their throat. Heard that all my ministry. Check your Bibles. Go to Philippians chapter 2. I know what time it is, and I'm, I'm finishing right now. Philippians chapter 2, the Bible says, as we, begin, as we begin reading in verse number 9, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, talking of Christ, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue could, should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Don't be ashamed, young ladies, to dress, behave, and act like a young lady. Young men, don't be ashamed to dress and act and walk and talk like a young man. It's the way God made you. All these lies and all this influence, foolishness that you hear. And folks, we have to be careful because the devil is using this right here to pervert the minds of our children even though we have them in our schools or homeschools. That's done more to destroy good minds. You know it's true. They're broken hearts tonight because of what children have discovered right here. It's taken away their innocence. It's taken away joy and gladness. Throughout the word of God, you'll find there's occasions that God said, all right, it's time to prove me. In fact, it's time that I'm going to give the proof and you're going to know I'm the only God. Stand with me tonight. Heavenly Father, 